Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Sunday, June 25th, 2023, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Now Mind You podcast. This is episode 71, Combat. I'm TJ. I'm Matt. Bryce could not be with us today because he had a scheduling conflict, but make no mistake, he will be back next week. Now, we were out last week, Father's Day, Juneteenth weekend, Juneteenth. Also, uh, I got married last weekend is what it is. Thank yes, you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Um, But with that, we have a stacked up set of UFC events that occurred. We had UFC Fight Night, uh, Marvin Vittoria versus Jared Cannonier that occurred on the weekend of the, the 17th, I believe, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It was the 17th that happened. And then at the time of this recording, we also had UFC Fight Night, Emmett, versus Topuria, which occurred on the 24th, which is literally last night. We're going to take you guys through uh, the first one, Vittoria versus Cannoneer, then we'll segue into uh, Emmett versus Topuria. So without further ado, let's get it going. Uh, UFC Fight Night, Vittoria versus Cannoneer. I believe this happened in Las Vegas, right? The Apex Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opener was, Matt, if you don't mind taking us into Dalby versus Salakal. So we had the King of Kung Fu, Muslim Salikov against mm-hmm. Nicholas Dalby. Um, TJ was telling me off air that he thinks this is his first time seeing this guy fight. I'm pretty sure it was my first time seeing Nicholas Dalby fight uh, as well. And I'm going to be honest with you. This guy delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, very crisp hands. That's probably the, the main thing I want to say about him, if nothing else. Uh, the hands, man. Hands, mm-hmm. hands, 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 hands. He uh he pretty much was just able to bang on this guy almost at will. Yeah. And at that point, there was nothing else that really Muslim could do. Like I think the reach was just a lot for him to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I just think in general that he was overmatched. And Nicholas Dalby just knew what to do. Like, I don't know. We we say it all the time. When a, a person has reach and size and they know how to use it, it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that Muslim Salikov wasn't in this fight. He very much so was in it, but it was like definitely a case of like a day late dollar short, kind of like mm-hmm. he was losing the exchanges. You know, he wasn't really winning the grappling exchanges. He, he true enough, he got two takedowns off, but Nicholas Dalby got takedowns in on him as well. Right. Um, it just seemed like he just did things a little bit better. Uh, the Muslim and uh, ultimately he was able to walk away with uh, I think he got a unanimous decision if he did have been crazy yeah uh, but yeah Nicholas Dalby walked off with a unanimous TJ I'll just say this add on you know it's bad because Nicholas Dalby forced Muslim Salikov who's known for his his stand-up to grapple yeah like Salikov wanted no piece of Dalby's uh, three-piece combos like I'll just put it that way he didn't want the drink, didn't want the biscuit. No, Mm-mm. we're, we're going to grapple real quick. I have nothing else to add. You hit the nail on the head, man. Uh, Shit. Yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but if you want to, you get into this Manuel Torres and <laughs> Nicholas Mota. Uh, yeah, let's get into that grand opening, grand closing real quick, right? On the oh. one end, we had <laughs> El Loco. I'm starting to see why. Manuel Torres right? versus... Uh, Nicholas Iron Mota, right? So we had Mexico versus versus Brazil, and uh, quite a bit of a height discrepancy. I want to say 
How tall is uh, Manuel Torres? I think he was like 5'11", 5'10", 5'11", to Nicholas Motos, like maybe like 5'6", or something like that. Um, But with that being said, right, um, I'm going to just keep it real with y'all. If you looked at the first two to three minutes of this fight at lightweight, you would have been like, oh, okay. Uh, Mota has got this in the bag. Torres is out here, high chin, hands down, not really moving his head off the line. And it would seem that Mota's got Torres's number. And at some point, he actually did kind of wobble Torres and put him in trouble. But then, uh, listen. Like... How would you even describe this elbow? It was off the fence. It looked like Mota had his high guard up, like his hands were up. Like, I think technically, clinically, I don't think Mota really made mistakes except just being in the ring with El Loco. Because El Loco hit him with a left horizontal elbow that from the camera angle, the initial camera angle, I thought he just threw like a rear left hand, like a rear cross. Nah, bro. He but he threw that, that left crazy. elbow something serious. And actually, I was wrong. It was this fight where it looked like the opponent just went to sleep like he took a nap because the way the way I, I'm sorry for laughing. It's just... No, it was crazy. The way Mota's body collapsed, he landed and then turned to his side and he was like, I was sleepy anyway. That's was, how he landed, bro. There's one knockdown in this fight, and it's that yeah, It was the one that counted. Uh, <laughs> it was a shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I, Listen, I have anything the else to last add. Time we saw ahead, elbow like, the last time we saw an elbow like that was Calvin Cater and Jeremy Stevens. Oof. Well, we thought there was that overhand he hit him with, but it was an elbow. He <laughs> yeah. just, just shot that elbow down the middle. He threw... This elbow with all the authority that somebody would throw a right hand, it yeah. it would have made that a Muay Thai coach blush. Yeah. <laughs> the way that he threw this elbow down the middle, it nah, man, you don't. That's like it was reinforced that, the, with structure. It, it was, was just... reinforced, bro. That's the knockout that like you don't want your parents to see. Like that's <laughs> the shit that people see. They be like MMA, that's so violent. That like, <laughs> like, oh, like fuck, man. This it was the, just something so carnal about that, that shows knockout. about the PTA meeting, <laughs> right? Like, just... They want to do this, like fuck, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do that, man. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> with that. You want to take us into the next one? Yeah, so the next one we got uh, Pat Sabatini versus Lucas Almeida. Uh, I don't know if there was like a history between Lucas Almeida and Pat Sabatini (laughs) prior to this fight. He's laughing because (laughs) this was different. Like, I'm not familiar with either guy's game. Yeah. But I've got real familiar with Pat Sabatini. <laughs> Bro, from from bell to bell until he finished this fight, Pat Sabatini did not allow Lucas Almeida to know peace. <laughs> Immediately coming to him with strikes, get on the ground. I'm hitting you down here. Where are you going? Stop moving. 
CJ has told me he eventually he finishes Lucas Almeida in the second round with a head and arm choke. <laughs> TJ is convinced that this guy virtually was already unconscious before yeah. he even <laughs> choked him out from the strikes that he was taking. This guy, let, let's okay. This fight went two rounds, right? Barely two rounds, but at least a full five minutes. Lucas Almeida only released a total of five strikes. Yeah. Five. Tell him what Sabatini released. Uh, 97. <laughs> he landed 88 out of 97 total strikes. Jesus. He landed two out of three takedowns. And then he got the one submission that he went for. Got him out of there. Yeah. Not like this, man. Yeah. That was yeah. brutal. That shit was nuts. But yeah, man. Um, I'll pass it to you, TJ. It's just, I mean, you, I, you jump in. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I got nothing to add, bro. It was, it was two rounds of domination. Uh, definitely a lot of unanswered shots before that submission. I'll say that much. Uh, the refs were on one. I was like, that's, yeah. Uh, I got, I literally have nothing to add, bro. That, that was it. That was it. Um, uh, do you want to go into our first Armand? Well, arm. Which one is this? Ar- Armin. Arm, Armin Petrosian. Um, yeah. yeah, we have uh, Armin Superman Petrosian versus uh, CLD Christopher. I'm sorry, not Christopher. Christian Leroy Duncan. Which man? That's black on paper. Coming to find mm-hmm. out, he's from the UK. Uh, very unorthodox stylist. This is my first time actually watching him fight on a fight night for me. Um, very, very unorthodox. Actually, oh, he, bro, he just got into the UFC uh in March. He was probably like on an early prelim. That might be why we haven't covered uh uh because we we usually cover the main cards. But his first fight was against uh Dushko Todorovic, right? And he got a knockout on Dushko Todorovic. Now, if you're trying to like, if you've never seen, let's say you 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 didn't see uh Petrosian versus Duncan, and you're trying to picture like how does Duncan fight? Honestly, mm-hmm. I think Dominic Cruz hit the nail on the head. Think maybe a, a a very unrefined John Jones. Hands are low, but constantly using the lead hand to measure the distance and keep people at bay. So, you know, eye pokes are a risk, but I didn't really see any like eye pokes in, in this matchup. Um, can explode from anywhere and can take the fight anywhere. With that being said, though, I don't think it was really enough to handle the the kickboxing pedigree of Armin Petrosian, also some of the grappling pedigree, because I don't think, if I recall correctly, Petrosian doesn't hail from Dagestan, but he has done a lot of training out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's from uh, Krasnoyarsk, Russia, right? So he's not from Dagestan, but he's done a lot of training out there, so his grappling has been getting up too, and he was able to catch a few takedowns on uh, Duncan. Uh, it ended up going the distance, um, and it was like, just Petrosian just playing his game. It was the Petrosian show, kickboxing all day. That being said, there was still the threat of CLD kind of exploding on him because, you know, CLD out of nowhere, he was like spinning wheel kick, jump kick, right? Uh, take the spinning back kicks to the face. All right, let me hit you with a Superman punch, that type of deal. But it was the Petrosian show. Uh, nothing more to add. I don't, I mean, literally it's, it's, it's CLD's second fight in the UFC. Uh, right now he's fifty fifty. He's he's he, he'll be good. He'll get another shot. Right. Uh, what'd you think, Matt? 
Uh, yeah, it's serviceable win. He, you know, sometimes guys just get outmatched just by enough. I think this was like, this was one of those wins for uh for matchmaking. Like yeah. I think these were both the correct person for each other to fight. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, um, I can see that. Yeah, like. I wouldn't say that they were evenly matched, but you could clearly see why that matchup was made. Just seeing them fight. Um, Armin just Armin Petrosian just seemed to be the more well-rounded uh, fighter. And, it, you know, I mean, we're still, if you look at his record, still pretty much in the infancy of his career. And, you know, Christian mm-hmm. Leroy Duncan for that matter as well. So, uh, yeah, I think if anything, like. And it. it Christian Leroy Duncan is a part of something that like we see all the time where there's like a deficit with guys from the UK with wrestling. And like mm-hmm. even Michael Bisping has like brought that up. Like they just don't have access to it. And I think there were attempts that were made and they, you know, they were clearly even saying on commentary things that could have been done differently to correct uh takedown attempts because he made three. Yeah. You know? Um and none Which of them were like, like coming from Petrosian, who's really a striker at heart. Yeah. So I, I think if anything, uh, Petrosian and uh, I think Duncan, he just suffered from the fact that he just probably doesn't have access to better wrestling. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it was it was close. I think the takedown made a big difference. Um, and I just think the crispness of the strikes kind of made a more of a difference, too. So. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Chris striking, though. Oh, take us there. Yeah, Jesus. we got. Armand Christ. Uh, Sarukian yep. against Joaquin Silva. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, war. Both guys were like, oh, would you like to fight? And it turned out one of them really wanted to fight. Like yeah. a little more. <laughs> From We start out in round one. <laughs> and it seems as if Armand Sikorian and Joaquin Silva have both already agreed to like let's see who can get to the parking lot faster. This fight starts out with fireworks (laughs) (laughs) and it turns out that Armand had bigger fireworks than Joaquin did. Armand's like, bro, I got quarter six of dynamite. What you got? He's like, a black cat? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like bro the this man the the minute it was almost like he didn't even smell blood it wasn't even like a shark smelling blood and water it was like the minute he I took know, a that, step back that third round <laughs> the minute he even took a step back our mom was like gasoline 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 like he was all over him that fifth round that i mean not the fifth round that third round another one another one of these situations come on ref uh, let's go ahead get yeah. in here yeah. Let's get in here real quick. Yeah. Got this man up on the fence. Ugh. Got him down. It it got to the point that this man was playing that damn Donkey Kong rhythm game on this dude's face. Like he Here's was literally thing, y'all. playing jungle. Matt's beat, not exaggerating. He was like left, right, left, right. He literally just pounding his hands down. Like it looked like a movie. It felt like it was a solid. 30 to 45 seconds of Sarukian just throwing hammer fists on this dude. And Joaquin Silva would like get his head out the way and it was just like 12 unanswered punches. Moves moves head. 15 unanswered punches. (laughs) Moves head. 15 unanswered punches. Moves head. You got to show me something. He can't show you anything. 
Like, can't you see Sabukian, he's dead? Yeah. Uh, that last round was just like white meat rice. Like, I'm on your ass. If only like he was glued to this man, he's velcroed to this guy. Like, it's a. Uh, it's oh. going to be interesting to see what happens with this dude in this division. You go ahead, TJ. Take over. Fucking, we need to talk about the takedown that was basically the beginning of the end. Scooped up Silva's knee and dropped yeah. him on his head. and Basically I knocked comments, him out. Well, wait, thought, there's more. Yeah, <laughs> like, damn. But yeah, because yeah, the they basically went like skull to skull damn near. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I feel like the ref could have stopped it there. Yeah. And the ref was like, sir, you ready? Sir, you ready? Oh, he's dead, but let me give him a chance to fight back. He was like, <laughs> fight back. Fight back. Get in there. This man's blood is on the canvas talking about help me. <laughs> he's spelling out help me, and the ref's like, nah, let me see if he can fight back. Keep right working. Quick. Yeah. That was Keep just working, fellas. Keep working. Insane. Insane. That I I feel like that was 100% the late stoppage. And we're not discrediting Sarukian because at the end of the day, Sarukian is doing his job. It's like he's supposed to work until, until they, they stop, stop you. Yeah. So it's not on him. Like, yeah. This is another one that's like <laughs> the word is gonna show up with like reasons not to do MMA, right? Like, yeah, man. Fuck. <laughs> Shit, that in the fucking main event. Yeah. So you want to be a fucking MMA fighter, huh? Oh my goodness, bro. Marvin Vittori is out here trying to live. You that saw the fight finally, the TJ? Fullest. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Didn't I tell you? Cannonier didn't have to do all that, but he kind of had to do all that. Let, no, let's get into it. Uh, listen, middleweight. This is this, okay. This is what I will say. Round one, I give to Vittori. I give him round one because he did have a good performance. The next four rounds, though, Cannonier was angry. I don't know where it came from. I don't know that they had any type of prior beef. Did Vittoria say some racist shit? Sometimes Italians be racist. Sometimes. I mean, you talk to any black soccer player playing in Italy, you know what I'm listen, talking about, right? Listen. But go ahead. You I'm a I, I got I got something to say about Jared Cannonier. They have scrubbed this from the internet. There was an episode of the like. The what's what's the show that they do like the UFC does where they followed him around like the week of the fight? It was an episode of Embedded. Yeah, he went to his daughter's school to have lunch with his daughter, and this little girl that was also at his daughter's school like challenged him in some way. Like I think she was like, "You're gonna like you're not gonna win your fight or something like that." And like he got on that to the point with this kid. That it seemed like he was about to fight the child. Like it was low key scary. And he even looked at the cameraman like "fuck wrong with her." And they was just like, it was so awkward. They have scrubbed that shit from the internet. But I also told TJ because he didn't see it live. I saw before the fight even happened a pre-fight press conference. The way Jerry Cannonier had this do rag on, I knew there was nothing <laughs> good coming. When he, when this, I knew when he stepped in that octagon, it was about to be a problem. Wh- whatever was about to go down, June seventeenth, nothing nice, man. This man 
had his do-rag on with his ears in it and he didn't even have the nah bro his ears was tucked in a do-rag and he didn't even he didn't even have it tied around 360 he just had it tied straight backwards cape down ears in no bro <laughs> you don't do that with good intentions nah and he he came in there i thought he was walking to the ring with black forces on <laughs> same dude the way you described Fuck. it man <laughs> He man, shit. boy said it was grime time. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that was uh uh a unanimous decision. And I take back what I said. I didn't mean like all the times, but I'm just saying, like, I, I was just trying to figure out like what did Vittori do to warrant this? That's all I'm saying. Bro, yeah. When they if they keep if they stay up to date doing their updates on UFC four. When they do the updates on the stats on Tuesday, they need to go ahead and put that chin on Marvin Vittori to 99. Let's yeah. go ahead and move that bitch up. Yeah. Is it whatever the whatever it is now, it's not hey, high. Man, enough. Josh Emmett. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's nuts, Shit. man. Well, with that, let's segue into UFC Fight Night Emmett versus Topuria. Oh my goodness. What a night of violence. This was it was some fights going down. Did you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold well, on. Well, yesterday on. afternoon, rather. Excuse me, this is true, but hold on. Let me check something right quick. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, the only fight on the main card, aside from the one that was a no contest, we'll talk, we'll get into that. The Oof. only one that went to decision was the main event. And even then, it's debatable if it should have gone to decision. We'll get into that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the, every fighter on this card was like, oh, shit, this is an ABC card. Word, I'm gonna bring the utmost violence. Um, because man, anyway, I, do you want me to let, let me open this up with uh, Ooh, please, versus, uh, Bruno Silva? Well, I thought that was uh, I thought it was T City in that motherfucker for a second when I Bro, saw the braids. He braid. do have the hair and the braids, he do have that. I feel like, yeah, dude, what, what was the Brandon Allen's last fight? Because I feel like we covered that too. Versus, do we cover? Uh, Allen versus Muniz in February, or was it? We might have actually. You know why I'm saying this because I remember his tat with the dog tags on the side of his body. I was like, I've seen those tats before. Mm -hmm. Um, but we anyway, might have covered. Yeah, this was uh Brandon Allen versus Bruno Silva. This was at middleweight, and it was uh opener closer. Uh, Brandon Allen did what Brandon Allen does. The nigga got a rear naked choke with 20 seconds left in the first round. It was a roller coaster of a fight, though. And the reason why I say this is because Bruno Silva dropped him, at, I want to say twice in the first round. And then Brandon Allen was like, cool, that's crazy. Hold on, let me give you something, too. Okay, all right, let me work towards your back right quick. Okay, now let me go ahead and wrap this arm around your neck. All right, cool, 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 cool. Take cool. Hey, you right quick. Nothing personal, nothing personal, bro. It's just business. Anyway, oh, is that the tap? Bad, 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 bad. All right, man, it's good working with you. Nice, Blessings. nice to see you. Good work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's literally what it was. Uh, you have anything to add, bro? Because it was no, no. That shit was nuts. Open, close. Yeah, it was. It was one of them. Yeah, it was one of them. Speaking of, oh man, go ahead. We get right into our next one. We had David Onama versus Gabriel Santos. Uh, David Onama came into this fight ten and two. Gabriel Santos coming into this fight 10 and one uh, pretty, uh, I don't want to say evenly matched up, but pretty well matched up. Um, 
boy, oh boy, when I tell you this fight delivered for as long as it existed, <laughs> David Onama had you believing at the beginning he was going to die. Yeah. And it was like, oh, he's going to kill this kid, Gabriel Santos, because he, there's a moment, right, where he rocks Gabriel Santos. Gabriel Santos rocks him. He wobbles backwards to the cage. Gabriel starts throwing these big hooks, and he throws a check hook like from hell on Gabriel Santos. And first of all, I don't even know how they got to the second round. Yeah. Like, when I'm looking back at my notes, it's tweaking me out. I was like, oh, this went too? Yeah. But it you know it went two rounds, but it it ain't didn't go past. You know it, what though. I'm saying? Yeah. It it wasn't deep. It 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 didn't go. You know it didn't go far. I'll say no. that we no, at the not. end of the day, uh, we got into the second round. The pace continued, and uh, Onama was starting to land more strikes to the body, and that was starting to slow Santos down. Mm-hmm. And when you decide to do those wider strikes, or just when you rotate so much for that power. Missing and getting hit in the body while rotating like that damn near does like double. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, that and I think the kicks were slowing him down enough that even to the point that what led to the knockout when he shelled up and walked forward and Onama literally was like, oh, I have something in my pocket for you, an uppercut. Right. And he t- pretty much put this dude's chin on his ear. Yeah. And he just falls down. He followed up for one strike. The referee definitely did their job. It was like, no, 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 you got to play. You got to play. Yeah, man. And that was that. David Onama, he he made a fucking statement. I'll say, I'll definitely tell you that. Mm-hmm. He made a statement. Uh, you got anything you want to add, TJ? Um, How the fuck did he spin in that body lock that? Uh, Yo, uh, that was Santos crazy. That was insane. I ain't never seen that. You know how hard it is to spin in a body lock? Like he did it first try. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I have to say. Onama, good performance. Uh, that uppercut sent Santos to the shadow realm. Out of nowhere, too. It did not look like he was winning that fight. But then, hey, I got nothing else to add, bro. I'm uh, should I take us into Tafa versus Lane real quick? Uh, yeah. Okay. This was at heavyweight. And this was going to be Austin Lane's UFC. I mean, it was his UFC debut, and this is not how he wanted to go. And, you know, Justin Taffa, bro, I feel like we covered Justin Taffa's last fight. That dude is, like, from the same school of thought as uh, Tui Vasa. He's like, if I can dink him, I can sink him. Yeah, I think we covered Yeah, because we talked about how they got the same, uh, they yeah, the, got the same, the same tattoo. tattoos. Yeah, and, bro, it... I, I I watched a uh, uh, video randomly on Facebook recently about the meaning behind those types of tribal tattoos, especially uh, from the Simone perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna just say this: those tattoos are like your lower waist, belly button, uh, and the belly button tattoo is actually made to make sure the the man always knows to show respect to the women, right? But mm-hmm. you have to understand something, y'all. These tattoos cover the whole lower waist, lower back, inner thigh, Mm-mm. outer thigh. Like, they're getting that tatted up. Now, I hear tattoos are painful, but you know what I also know is painful? The inside of the thigh. Anybody who can withstand that shit is already beyond tough. You're a different pain. animal. 
Yeah, you're already like beyond tough on paper, right? So Justin Taffa, do likes to scrap versus Austin Lane. Now, again, this was supposed to be violence on paper. This was supposed to be a banger. And unfortunately, it was it was like the worst case scenario for an eye poke where one person's dodging, the other person's head is kind of leaning in as the offending fingers go into the eye. Dude, this eye poke was so bad, like Tafa's eye was bleeding uh, and he could not see anything out of that eye. Now, obviously, if the, if he was given the option, he would have probably tried to continue fighting, but uh, it was just, yeah, they just ruled it a no contest. And I think it was Dan Mergliata who was reffing and he gave the right call. Like as soon as he saw the way Tafa reacted to that shit, he like, let's just time out, give him his five minutes. We'll play from here, bring the doctor in. And I thought it was the right course of action. My main concern, because I do want to see Justin Tafa fight again. And I also like to see Austin Lane fight again too. Um, but I really want to make sure that Tafa's eye is okay. I do not want him to lose that eye. Uh, that would fucking absolutely be devastating. It was that bad of an eye poke, too. Yeah, it was really, really bad. Like, they even zoomed up on it. It was swelling. There was blood. It's just like, oof, they need to send his ass to a hospital, like, immediately. His eye was swollen shut. Yeah, and still bleeding, though. Mm-hmm. It was just, ugh. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's the fight game. That there's always that risk but you don't like to see it at all with that though. Uh, you, even with that, it seemed like that didn't slow down the violence. Uh, if you'd no. like to take us into the co-main, Matt. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then we had Amanda Hibas against Macy Barber. And you mean murder, murder, butcher. Barber, murder, Man. the butcher, Barber, a hey, son, you know what? I'll save that for when I'm off air. I'll tell you. So I, oof, I was about to say something, but I'm not gonna say it. Just <laughs> remind me. But hey, relax. <laughs> in a positive way. In a positive way. I just wouldn't. I, it would be totally disrespectful to somebody else. At any rate, <laughs> um, we got Macy Barber versus Amanda Hebos, which was a pretty important fight at uh women's flyweight, especially as it's gonna likely determine uh somebody that's going to be around in that title picture um macy barber has pretty much come and stormed onto the scene in the ufc mm -hmm. uh i wouldn't say that it's been real stop start she's just been like she's been what i thought could possibly have been a flash in a pan but it mm -hmm. is panning out ultimately uh at least in my opinion you know she's 25 uh she you know she's taken some losses in the ufc but she came on from the contender series um, and I think has really proven herself in a lot of ways. I mean, look, the last person that beat her is the champion in the division. So that right. story is already great right itself. Right. Um, and on the other end, you got Amanda Hibas, who I think in a lot of ways is, uh, in, in a lot of ways, a mirror of, uh, Macy Barber. Now, granted her record doesn't necessarily reflect it in the same way where she's been kind of 50, 50 with her last few, uh, leading up to this but the losses with the exception of the marina rodriguez loss is a you know a split decision and yeah. it was like her return to the weight class no excuses i'm just saying like it's not as if she came back and she's like getting dominated and stuff like that right, right so right. she also was coming off of a pretty good unanimous decision win back in march um that however 
was not enough to stop whatever momentum Macy Barber came into this fight with. Um, this girl was ferocious. Like that's kind of the best adjective I think I could use uh, describing her performance for those two rounds. Macy, it was it was like if this is going to be striker versus grappler, Macy Barber just decided that's fine. I'll just be the striker then. <laughs> Um, she was, she was letting Amanda Hebos have it. She was giving it away. She was yeah. giving them out. It, man, it just was, I mean, then that's not to say Amanda didn't get her back. She definitely gave her a real nice right hand. that got that nose nice and bloody, mm -hmm. um, and things like that. But I think the striking overall was just so crazy. And I had to give a lot of respect to Amanda Hibasu because she ate a fucking head kick. And her response to the head kick was a, was a karate own. blitz of yeah. punches. Like, yeah. She got her lick back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Bro, no, it's nuts. She runs into another shot and that still was not enough. Like, mm -hmm. that wasn't enough to stop her and Macy was like well whatever else I need to hit you with I will and it turned out that that was a left hook after a, a overhand where she switches stances and just pulls that left hook up almost kind of like a half uppercut and that was enough to put on the button because it's crazy to think a damn a half uppercut was what knocked this girl out and not a fucking head kick a yeah. head kick that did not even make her take a knee. I need to reinforce. I need to reinforce the fact that her response to getting head kicked was a four punch blitz. Yeah. That was her answer. <laughs> Macy knocks some sense into her. He's like, oh, right. That does, you don't train that in the gym, man. That's <laughs> no, crazy. Not unless you want CTE. Yeah, <laughs> that was nuts. But that's all I got to say. That shit was nuts. That was a crazy fight. I don't have anything to add. Like <laughs> in all seriousness, I just I'm calling her murder barber from now on. Uh you want to take us in uh Ilya Topuria and Josh Emmett? Yes. Featherweight. Also, uh does Topuria still want Patty the Batty? Because it sounded like he he was like, just give me the, the title shot up next. He wants Volkanovsky to be able to defend it. But spoiler alert, Topuria won. Uh also, Josh Emmett's chin is crazy. Also, the refing was wild. I didn't even think it should have gone to the fifth round. Also, I'm going to say this going into this fight. It was a story of a jab. Also, I think... <laughs> also. Uh, I keep saying also. And furthermore, but also, I think Topuria might have some of the best striking I've seen. Uh, he's, like, I, I wouldn't say he's, he's the best, but I'm saying, like, there's this new generation, I feel like, coming in where hands are looking really, really sharp, like, Whatever, like, D.C., Dominic Cruz, Paul Felder, Brendan Fitzgerald have been, like, talking about with people with people's hands and, like, utilizing the jab to set up everything first. We're kind of starting to see that with this, like, new cohort of fighters, right? With the Ilya Topurias, with the Armin Sarukin. Niggas got hands, right? Anybody coming out of Los Lobos, right? Like, huh. 
we're seeing like uh, like people putting respect on their boxing in uh in in the in the in, in the UFC. <laughs> Matt's gonna laugh when I say his name, but Andre, <laughs> you already know, <laughs> right? But he's also got like a quite the boxing pedigree. You already know he on Dana's ass right, <laughs> right. now. Like, Why am I not in there, Dana? He's like, <laughs> like Dana, next week. Dana's like, like, bro, like please I've stop texting my me. phone number thirty times. How does this nigga keep getting my number? Who Change gave the him channel shit, Dana? Ride? Please, <laughs> like, like, no, this, this has got to stop. Uh, Dana gets a restraining order. Andre Fiali was like, the lawyer works for me anyway. Damn. Um, yeah, bro, it was just the story of Tapudia's hands. Like, he started rearranging Emmett's face in the first round. By the fifth round, Emmett did not look the same. Um, things that really stood out to me Tapudia's footwork. He was never chasing Emmett, always heading him off, right? For one. Mm-hmm. For two, Topuria's defense and head movement. And this is something I actually noticed about Saruki, and this is like uh, one thing too, again, going back to the boxing that that really made, because I was watch, I was re-watching uh, Toy versus Kenny and also watching uh, uh, Topuria versus Emmett, but high guard, they're not forgetting the role. Never drop your hands. Emmett, uh, it's just not Emmett. Topuria knew that Emmett has a crazy hook, right? And bro, some of those swings Emmett took where he was hitting, there, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure anyone would disintegrate on impact. He if they hurt got hit. the air, bro. Yeah. Like, like I'm pretty sure I would disintegrate. I was like, hey, bro, I didn't even know what I did to make you feel this way, but I'm sorry. It's one of those with like you see in like an anime where like a guy misses the punch and you but know the they gust, miss, but the but the, the wind gust. like cuts their <laughs> yeah. face like what yeah. the fuck like yeah uh-huh. you were gonna hit me with this huh yeah All that right. was gonna be your life I you were quit. about to die I quit uh but but it's like Topuria's head movement was hella slick his footwork was slick in the sense that not only did he head him off but he was good about getting in range and out of range right. Just out of reach for Emmett to hit him, but just in reach for him to do damage to Emmett. Then, uh, the last thing, his right hand never dropped, ever. If you look at pictures of their faces after the fight, they don't even look like they fought each other. They look like they were in two different fights, right? Um, But yeah, bro, there was one point, what was it? Was it... Was it round four? I put Jab City, Population Emmett's face. Damn. (laughs) Uh... But it was like, it was just like, Topuria was just doing whatever he wanted at will, right? Like, you can't count on M because all it takes is one hit for him to change the tide of the battle. But, like, there was that one uppercut that that Topuria, that Topuria threw. It turns out it was more of a shovel hook, but it, it dropped Emmett something crazy. I thought the fight was going to be over there, but apparently the ref and I did not agree. Anyway, it was a commanding masterclass of boxing uh, and I feel like Topuria even got a few takedowns in there because there was one point where he hit the the slickest double leg I've ever seen, like perfect timing on the level change, hit Emmett with a double leg and took his ass down. It was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I'm I'm just like I'm just giving so much praise and adulation to 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 Topuria right now. I'm gonna pass the mic over to Matt. Josh Emmett is pretty much like a killer and they're in the division like this dude doesn't know how to not swing with bad intentions is probably i would say he's probably like the dark horse of the division 
in my opinion. Um, because he he gets situations like this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like the last time we saw Josh Emmett was like when we saw him against Calvin Cater, it was like horrifying. And we saw him against Yair Rodriguez, and it was like, oh wow, Yair Rodriguez has really leveled up his game. And then you see him against Ilya Tapuria, and it's like, yo, this guy is a whole different level. But then when you see Emmett on that run of Mursad, Bertek, mm-hmm. Burgos, Dan Ige, Calvin Cater, Michael Johnson. Yeah. It's Johnson. like, oh, man. Good. Like. Don't sleep. Yeah. So, I mean, even in. There's another one when they do the update in the game. Just go ahead and put the 99 on my man's chin, bro. Cause Ilya Taportia was hitting this dude with everything kitchen sink, the couch, the front door. He shot the gun, emptied the clip, threw the gun at him. Like John Wick style. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. This dude just refused to go. He refused. Josh Emmett was just like, Matt Schnell, me. <laughs> yeah, just, just it was a lot of canine, a lot of canine in the DNA. You know what I'm saying? A lot Matt of pit Schnell, bull came back me. from the USADA. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when they look at the dogs' X-rays, they're gonna see Josh Emmett in there. <laughs> That's how he was in there, man. Because I was, and because like the thing is, here's the thing. We're not saying this to say Josh Emmett just went in there flat, got his ass whooped. No, he, he didn't. was in it. Bro was just that nice. Yeah. He didn't flat get his ass beat. He, man, you are really tan. He did not just flat get his ass beat. He really, like, was in those exchanges. But, like, the difference was he would clip Ilya Taporia, and Taporia was landing flush. Yes. He wouldn't get anything clean off on this guy. And er- it was like everything Ilya got off was clean. Yeah. So that's really the only thing I could add. It was that was really the difference. I mean, look, when you look at the numbers, they both threw over 300 strikes, both significant and total strikes. Yeah. And I think the difference was just also those takedowns for Ilya Topuria. He had three yeah. takedowns, and those were the only time only takedowns he went for. I just think in general, he I don't want to say he outworked him. Well, yeah, I mean no, I just, he, it's he like out, he it's like it's a, it was a gentleman's him. unanimous decision. Yeah. He did, he outclassed him. That was it. He showed a lot of patience too. There were a couple of instances where he could have gone for the kill, like like you know, yeah, what I'm but you know, you can't see because of the type of power Josh Emmett has, you, you can't, can't just out. go for yeah. the kill on, on Josh Emmett. Like, oh man, he's kind of hurt. And then he's just like, Swing. where did that sledgehammer come from? Right. right. That's crazy. Anyway, so, grandma? No, right. <laughs> um, I was gonna say this too. While I was watching the fight, a thought occurred to me. Papuria is that combination of technique and power that's very dangerous. He's mm-hmm. not just a technician. He's got power behind his technique, and that's scary. It's hell. Yeah. Yeah. That's all no. I have. Anything else you want to add, TJ? No, man. That was a good-ass card. Yeah, it was. We had two good ones back-to-back. 
Uh, coming up next week, we got uh, Strickland versus Magomedov. Oh, uh, that's that gonna sounds be a middleweight like a main rapper event. on paper. It is. We also got Max Griffin versus Michael Morales on this card. And we also got Wait, Abdul Maximum Razak Al-Hassan. Yes, that is correct. And we also got Abdul Razak Al-Hassan versus oh, Bruno Fajera on this card as well. Our boy um, Abdul Razak, uh, who has some words for Joaquin. Yeah. <laughs> Joaquin yeah. Buckley. What did he do yeah, to he that mad, bro? Yeah, this dude was so pissed. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> That's that's what that's all we got for next week. That's what we'll be covering. Thank you guys for rocking uh-huh. with us again. Uh, you can follow me at Matt Hambrick. That's M A T T H A M B R I C T J. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at Tus Four Skate. That's T U S S number four underscore S K A T E. And y'all can find Bryce on Instagram at Ashe Onsa. That's A X E underscore O N C A Bay Bay. And you can follow us at Now Mind You Podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. <laughs> and with that, we will see you guys next week and we will be covering more violence. With that, peace out, y'all. Have peace. Peace.